we thank you today for the way you've moved during this time of worship. Lord, as we look at your word and we are challenged today by what you're doing all over this world, we ask you to move and touch and stir the hearts of your people. That, God, we will be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for how you're moving in this service today. Before we get into the message today, I do want to just one more time push what we saw in the video announcements. And there's a card that's on the seat as you came in. Fall Family Fun Day is next Sunday. Everybody say next Sunday. Everybody say 10 o'clock. Everybody say one service. All right. Bring a pot of your favorite soup or chili. Bring a lawn chair. At 9.30, we're going to have donuts, homemade donuts, and coffee, all right? So come early to get your soup and all that stuff in place. Uh, we're going to have uh, donuts and coffee at 9.30, and then service begins outside at 10 o'clock. This is the fourth year we've done this service. Every year it seems to get a little bit better, and uh, everybody will be out together for that service, kids and everything. We will have a nursery that will be here as normal if you want to drop your kids off at the nursery, but Kids City and everybody will be out there together. And uh, I'm excited about two things about next Sunday, um, a lot of things, but specifically we are, we are moving that service that we've done outside for the last three years, we're moving it to the back five acres uh, from the office, and that's going to be office, uh, awesome. And, uh, and so if you need handicap parking, there's going to be handicap parking on the right side of the Family Life Center up against the building. We're moving the handicap to there so they won't have quite as far to, to go. And also, I think one of, the, one of the coolest things about next Sunday is it will be the first time in six months, seven months, that the whole church is worshipped together. Uh, it's been a while, so uh, we're excited to get both services back together next Sunday to worship outside. And you're going to see some people, and you're going to be like, hey, I didn't know you were still going to church here. And they'll be like, I go to the 9 o'clock service. So it's going to be a great day, and, and, and uh, so don't miss it. Uh, now, don't forget to fall back. Next Sunday is uh, fall back Sunday. And somebody said uh, they didn't want an extra hour of 2020. And I said, hey, that's, I agree, but I will take an extra hour of sleep. Anybody? So, so we'll, let's look at it like that. But we're going to have a great day next Sunday, so I hope you'll be a part of it. So today, we're going we're gonna to take a break from this series we've been in on emotions. And uh, today's World Mission Sunday. You can probably tell I don't have my big emojis up here today, but we do have flags up here that represent, in the middle, the five flags in the middle represent the five countries that we are right now sponsoring through world missions and this morning we're going to hear from all three of our missionaries now typically we would have a missionary with us uh, we had that scheduled earlier in the year but because of COVID our missionaries aren't uh, flying and not able to get out of the country and not available so I got in touch with them over the last few months and have said look guys if you can send us some videos and they've done a great job so I'm excited that we're going to hear from them this morning but if you have your Bibles I do want to give you a verse of scripture that that really kind of is the springboard of what we're going to talk about today it's Jesus words in Matthew 28 it's going to be in the YouVersion Bible app too, so if you've got that, you can open that up and follow along with the scripture and, and some of the key points of what we're going to share today. But in Matthew 28, the scene is the last conversation that Jesus has with his 11 disciples. 
and he's getting ready to ascend to heaven. And the scripture says that he gathers them all in Galilee. And in Matthew 28, verse 16, he says this. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and he said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, what? Goes. Everybody say go as loud as you can. Very good. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. We're going to be talking about all nations today. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. Now, that is called the Great Commission. Was it just for the disciples? No. It wasn't just for them. But did they do a great job of getting it started? Absolutely, because we're all here today. But the work that they began becomes our work for us to continue the Great Commission. And the truth is, most of us in here, you're already kind of settled in your career and your life. And God's probably not or may not call you. You know, some of you young people, it may happen. May call you to to go overseas to be a missionary. You never know what will happen. But... There are those people that God has called to leave their homes and their families and often their jobs and their careers to go to a specific area and serve as a missionary. Now, we know that our, our church mission is called Love Your City. And we've said for years now that we are, we are missionaries to our city. Wherever we're at is who we're to be missionaries to. If we're on the job, if we're in the restaurant, if we're at Walmart, even behind the mask, we're supposed to love our city. Amen? to our friends and neighbors and our community, anywhere we're at is a place where we can show the love of Christ. So we're always, even if we're not missionaries in another country, we're always should be living life on mission, right? But this morning we're going to introduce you to three uh, couples that are our missionaries that we've adopted here at Ringing Church of God, and I'm going to ask Pastor Kevin and uh, some of these uh, folks to help me this morning. And they're going to give you a missions card today. And we've asked that every family get one of these. And I've also asked them to make sure that every college student gets one of these. Because some of you college students, you are, you're out on your own. And you, you may still be living at home, but you're making your own money. And I want to challenge you this morning with this as well. And, and these cards are going to give you uh, a list of our missionaries, who they are. And we're going to talk to you this morning about supporting and, and giving support to these missionaries. So, you know, right out of the gate, all right, this is Mission Sunday, we're asking for money, all right? Missions doesn't happen unless we here in the state support it, right? It's got to be us helping. Every missionary who's doing what they do, it does, they don't have these big jobs that, that bring in all the money. They depend on us. And so today, we're going to introduce you to the three missionaries that we support. And I've been praying for you this week. I've been praying that the Lord will lay it on your heart to, uh, to give and to be a part of what's going on. And I think after you hear and meet these missionaries today, you're going to be excited. Now I want to tell you about these missionaries. The folks that we've chosen. I, I've, I've met some missionaries before and been in some services. And I've heard people share. And I've, I've left and I've thought, now what do you do again? I heard you say you were in this place, but I'm not real sure I understand exactly what you do in missions. 
Well, the missionaries that we support here at Ringin Church of God, we support them because, as you're going to see in these videos, you will be able to make a checklist and say, A, B, C, D, you will know what they do. You will hear about how effective their ministry is, and I believe it's going to uh, challenge you to be a part of what they're doing. So let's, let me introduce you this morning to, to these missionaries. We're going to take them uh, one group at a time, watch a video. And I thought it might be cool to start off with, um, with kind of showing you on a map where they are. Because a lot of times you hear about these places and you think, I think I kind of know where that's at, but I'm not real sure. So first of all, let's go to Asia, to the continent of Asia. And we're going to meet our missionaries, Tommy and Poppy Smith. Tommy and Poppy Smith, we've been supporting them and their, their work in Indonesia for, for many years now, maybe 10 or 12 years. And Poppy's actually a South Georgia guy. If you go on his Facebook page, you'll see him talk about the Braves a lot. So you probably need to pray for him after this last week, right, Braves folks? But let's take a look at a, a, a map of the Far East. And I get to use my pointer here this morning. I feel like I'm, a, I'm an important person here. But you can see here's China, India. Uh, Thailand, some of uh, Japan, kind of get your bearings here, we'll kind of get back to, uh, I was going to say geology class, but that's not right, is it? Geography, I was about to say geometry, I'm, I'm on the wrong geo. Let's go to geo class, alright, and right here is Indonesia, okay? All of these islands make up Indonesia, let's go to a close-up of Indonesia, and I want you to see right here Jakarta, Indonesia. This is where Tommy and Poppy Smith are located. And Tommy's going to tell you about all the many islands that make up Indonesia. And uh, then we're going to talk about and see how we can support them. So let's meet Tommy Smith this morning. Shalom, Pastor Les, and all the wonderful folks at the Rinkin Church of God. I'm Tommy Smith, your missionary to Indonesia. And on behalf of my wife, Poppy, and I want to say thank you very much for your generous and faithful support of our ministry in Indonesia and beyond. We certainly appreciate all that you do. 2020 has been an exciting year. It's been a challenging year. It's been a different year. Recently, someone asked me if I could describe this year in one word. And I thought for a moment, and the Lord came to me and gave me a word, cocooned like the caterpillar. The caterpillar painfully struggling inside the cocoon to get out. But like the caterpillar, we will get out. We will burst through and we will become like a beautiful butterfly. COVID-19 is just a season and the season hopefully will end soon. But we are in the era of the third Pentecost and the era will last for uh, several years until the Lord Jesus comes and we finish the Great Commission. And that's what it's all about, finishing the Great Commission and enjoying the wonderful harvest of souls, winning the lost, calling people out of darkness into the marvelous light of the Lord Jesus. And that's what we're doing. Now, we've had to pivot. We've had to uh, change our ministry a little bit. 
But, you know, this is what God's, God's plan was. And we are, we're joyful and we're thankful and we're happy about it. At the end of the 2019 was prophetic word in Indonesia that two, uh, 2020 would be the year of a new dimension. We thought great things, and these are great things. We just didn't know exactly how it would play out. <laughs> we have now in Indonesia, all the churches are closed for on-campus services. Many American churches are still closed, but all churches in Indonesia are closed for on-campus service. Everything is online. In fact, some churches have church every day of the week, and Bible studies and devotionals and things like that. But YouTube, Facebook Live, Zoom, all kinds of things are happening. It's, uh, it's really turning things upside down. It's television ministry without the cost because everyone has iPhones and other kinds of things. I can record and am recording and I'm, we're taking the gospel into the homes, into the houses, into the prisons, into the hospitals, into places that we could not take the gospel before. You see, God has a plan to take his gospel. And as I tell you, nothing stops the gospel. Thank you so much for your support. We've pivoted from on campus to media taking the gospel into homes. And this is having a dynamic effect of sharing the gospel. This works for the cities, but in the villages. Now, there's 17,000 islands in Indonesia, and 86, or excuse me, there are 68,000 68, villages in Indonesia, and in those villages where we have our Poppy's Kitchen feeding programs. We have 14 feeding programs, so we've had to pivot because the schools are also closed. The governor of Jakarta closed the city down recently. It's stay at home, work at home, study at home, worship at home. Schools are at home. Kids in the city can study online. But in the villages, our teachers have to go to the homes and do work by, by just visiting the homes and giving the students like homework. So what we're doing with Poppy's Kitchen, we are providing food supplies to the families, rice, milk, eggs, uh, noodles, and we're also providing face masks and face shields for all the families of the children in our feeding programs. Your support, your funding does that. Coming up at Christmas, you know, we have our annual, uh, more than 15 years now, we have given Christmas to 2,000 children every year. Cost us $10 a child, and we're giving Christmas to 2,000 children. We'll do that again this year. Put that on your prayer list and think about that, because we really need help. We want to bless these children this Christmas with this program. Also, we have recently accepted responsibilities to help the ladies' ministries of Indonesia in supporting a girls' home uh, a, a home for girls. We have 16 girls in an area of Indonesia where girls are trafficked. We need $25 per girl per month. That's another project that we have on our hearts, and we're trying to save these girls from being trafficked. Thank you so very much. Your support means a lot to us. It's not taken for granted, and it does make a difference. We are changing Indonesia. 
Thank you for standing with us, Pastor Les. Thank you for standing with us, all the wonderful folks at Rinkin. God bless you, and God pour out his spirit upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord praise for what he's doing in Indonesia. So, I know sometimes when you're watching those videos, there's a lot of things coming at you. Uh, so many numbers. So, as after we watch each one, I want to kind of give you a, a summation. So, what are Tommy and Poppy doing in Indonesia? They're right now sharing the gospel. They're actually back in the States and sharing the gospel through media. Poppy's Kitchen, Tommy's wife, has had a feeding program for children in need for years now. And they have 14 feeding programs, and those are continuing to go on, as you saw some of the incredible shots of them making sure that those kids still get food. Uh, there's a Christmas outreach that they do where they're going to be feeding 2,000 kids here uh, in just a few weeks. And then this is one of the newest things. This Home for Girls where they're helping uh, girls who are involved in human trafficking. And for $25 a month, uh, you can support that ministry as well. So uh, as we go today, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about how you can give to each of these. So that is our footprint in the continent of Asia. Let's move over to Europe and meet uh, Eves and Micheline uh, Bazile. And uh, Eves is uh, a great friend of our church. Uh, actually, uh, Pastor Kevin and Miss Ray went to, went to college with Eves, and we've been supporting him for about 18 years now. And uh, he went to France and planted a church there. And if you don't know it, uh, the, the continent of Europe spiritually is a very dark place. Uh, Christianity is, is not the, the, the prevalent uh, belief system there. And so it was a really difficult thing when Eves went to France to uh, plant a church. And when you hear Eves talk, you'll, you'll hear a very thick accent. He is from Brazil. And you'll think, uh, not Brazil. Haiti, what in the world? I'm all over the world today. He is from Haiti, and you'll think, how does a how does a guy from Haiti who has such a thick accent make it to be a missionary in Paris, France, where there is a, a great number of people in Paris who are hate or French Haitians, and uh, and so he has raised up a church there that is meeting the need there, and uh, and so let's take a look at, at where he's at, and you guys are probably most familiar with Europe. Uh, you can see uh, a map of Europe here, and then you've got uh, the UK over here. Here's France, and so Paris right here is where Eves is. And if we if we take a close up to look at the map of France, you can see uh, where Eves is right there in Paris. And uh, and some of y'all like, hey, I'll go on a mission trip and visit Eves in Paris. And uh, and so one of the really cool things that Eves is going to tell us about is that recently he has had a door open for him to begin to minister in Africa. There is, uh, as he'll say in the video, uh, in West Africa, a good portion of West Africa speaks uh, that Haitian-French uh, deal that we were just talking about. And, uh, and so there is a seminary there, and a door has been opened for Eves to be able to go there and to be able to teach at that seminary. So what that means is that now we can say as a church, we actually now have a footprint in the continent of Africa, which I think is pretty cool. So we've we've got a missionary in Asia, we've got a missionary in Europe, which is Eves, and he's also going to be ministering in West Africa. And when you look at this map of West Africa, probably the thing that may be the most familiar to you is to hear the name of this country, Nigeria. Um, uh, 
Liberia is over here. But if you do a close-up, you'll see between Nigeria and Ghana is the nation of Togo. And right here in Lome, Togo, is where Eves will be going to, uh, to teach at this seminary. And as you'll hear in the video, uh, what he's doing, the work he's doing there in France, is going to continue because of the uh, people that he's raised up. Now, let me warn you, Eves has a very thick accent. You're going to have to work real hard to understand him. But, uh, man, he has a heart for the Lord and a heart for missions. And so let's meet Eves Bazile and his family this morning. Hello, welcome to Africa. This is the Basel family. Uh, we're calling to you uh, from the mission here in France. We are here in our local church in Argenteuil. Since the last time we visited with you, that was in 2018, I will we share about uh, the, the process uh, to acquire our local church. Um, well, that has been done, but immediately after the pressure of the building, it was, uh, plan was made with the elders of the church to proceed with the extension project. The extension will give us uh, uh, three rooms for Sunday school, which we didn't have before, uh, an office space, a small conference room, a small kitchen, and a small uh, toilet. Uh, we only have one toilet for the entire church. So uh, we've been praying because we lack of financial needs. And then that, when mission has decided to uh, give us uh, $25,000 matching fund for the project. And we were able to raise some of this money and we move on with the project. Uh, I'm glad to report to you one of the, I would say, good news uh, for 2019 is that we are now well on the way to completing our extension project. Another good news to share with you on this special Sunday uh, we're going to Church of God. You must know almost you always be with us. And there's nothing that I'm doing here I would have been able to do if it wasn't for your faithful support along the years. I mean, it's been 18 years since you have been with me here step by step. In, in every situation, you've been there with me. And I applaud you and I thank God for such a church that you are. I'm glad coming up this year, uh, we were able to establish uh, the elders of the church in such a way they can now uh, 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 take more of the spiritual responsibilities of the church, they can share more of the spiritual uh, duties of the church and, and dispense me to the point where we are going to be able to extend our ministry here in France to West Africa. You must know also all of West Africa, mostly, uh, except for two countries, are French-speaking. So whatever ministry we are doing here, we can extend it there. And we have been dreaming about that this year with the progress of the church, spiritual progress in terms of ministry, uh, in terms of uh, uh, ministerial training, uh, 
uh, there are people in the church now that can uh, take over some of the load where I can go ahead and do other things. So I want to light, light, light up this aspect because I think we can share in the joy of knowing that the ministry that you are planted in France is now extended toward other countries. Through me, of course, but you know, as I said, anything that I do here is because of you. Uh, and from our local church in terms of ministry, uh, I need to let you know that Johnny who came to visit with me, Johnny and his wife now, uh, Noemi, they, they are taking step forward with uh, their calling to the ministry. Uh, Johnny and Noemi has, uh, is now taking uh, classes with the Chichogal School here in France. They are taking class online and until uh, 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 going further with moving in the surrounding city, uh, that's Bordeaux, they'll be moving to, to Bordeaux in the surrounding of the Bible school so that they can uh, continue on with that project of uh, taking Bible classes and, and uh, furthering in the ministry. And then we have also another young lady who is now registered full-time at the Assemblies of God Bible School in Bordeaux. Uh, she's in her second year now. She, she just started last week, her second year. She's full-time in campus there. And we have, we have other uh, young people uh, working toward responding to your call and embracing the ministry. We say that we are a blessed church. We thank God for the years of lingering, the years of patience, of striving, that is allowing us to get to this point now. And I really want to again emphasize the fact that you are the reason why this ministry here in Greece has gotten that far. May God bless you and enrich you for that. Pastor Les, to you and your family, I want to say special thanks for caring, and I know the entire church is with you. You have a big heart of, of missions, and I pray that the Lord will bless every uh, activities of the church, everything you endeavor uh, to do. Uh, may the Lord keep pouring His blessing upon the Brinkman Church, and I uh, thank you for your faithfulness along the years. Thank you for keeping us so close to your heart. Please keep us in your prayers. Keep us in your prayer for the elders of the church, for those young people who are studying Bible school, for a different area of ministry, a kids' ministry, youth ministry of our church. Pray for me and my family, and as we are doing the same for you as well. Once again, thank you. And may God wish you bless the ministry of the way from the of God. Amen. Give, give God a big hand for what he's doing through Eve's. So it's pretty amazing to see that when you think about that he went there with just him and his wife. And now they're raising up leaders so that he can go and train other 
uh, leaders on another continent. That's, that's a really big deal, y'all, and that, that's amazing to see how God's working. But just a few things, uh, this, as Church Plant continues to grow for 18 years, uh, they've been able to complete this extension project to add classrooms and all the things that he shared there, uh, and then him being able to move, uh, not move, but, but travel to West Africa and continue to teach. That's a really big deal. So let's meet our last missionaries, Wayne and Phyllis Wozniak. The Wozniaks were supposed to be with us this weekend, but due to COVID-19, they weren't able to. And, uh, and so they represent uh, Peru and Colombia. And we talked to you and we said last year when, when Wayne was here, he told us that they were making a transition from the Bible school that they run in Colombia. They would still be having oversight of that and would be moving to Peru where they had a Bible school years ago and they were going to be bringing that Bible school back to life. So let's take a look at a map of South America and, uh, and you can take a look at this and you can see right here is where Colombia is and here is Peru and we'll take a little bit of a closer uh, a close up here of Colombia. Uh, it sits on the west coast of uh, South America and then Peru right under it. And so uh, they've done a tremendous job. And right now, Phyllis and Wayne are in Lima, which is right here on the coast, on the west coast of, uh, of South America. So let's catch up with the Wozniaks this morning. Here we go. We ended 2019 on a high note. I was in Columbia for the celebration of our 8th Bible College graduation. We now have 80 graduates in Columbia, the vast majority of whom are serving in full-time ministry. Our first year of the Bible College here in Peru went really well, ending with 19 students, all of whom returned in March of 2020 to begin their second year and they were joined by 14 new students. This picture is incredibly special to us. We call these our Bible College grandchildren. The pastor of each one of these students is a graduate of our program. We trained them, commissioned them, sent them out to plant a church. They won these young people to the Lord, discipled them, recognized their call into ministry, and sent them to the Bible College to be here we see the law of multiplication in action. As you can see in this picture, the Bible College in Columbia also had a good start on 2020 under the leadership of the directors we recommended, Pastor Samuel and Adriana Rojas. In spite of Adriana battling cancer this year and undergoing chemotherapy, they are doing excellent work. Wayne and I continue to teach at least one course each semester in Columbia to stay connected to the students and oversee the operation of the college. Our graduates have planted 66 churches in South America. Each one of these churches was financed by your sponsorship until they became self-supporting. Over the last two years, Phyllis and I have been able to visit most of these churches. The ones in Peru we had not seen for 12 years. When we left Peru in 2007, many of these churches were just a small group of people in a rented facility. 
you can imagine how exciting it was for us to see them now in their own building with congregations of over a hundred. The onset of COVID-19 brought worldwide change. If you think things were bad in the state, Peru had even more restrictions. Armed soldiers controlled movement in the cities. Tanks patrolled the streets. Private vehicles were restricted. So we had to walk anywhere we went and carry home whatever we purchased. Only one person per family could go out at a time and then only to the bank, the market, or the pharmacy. At each of these places, the lines were four to five blocks long. But most of those places had a shorter line for people over 60. And believe me, I took full advantage of turning 60 this year. These restrictions forced us to revert to online for our Bible college classes in Peru and Colombia. The challenge of converting our courses and training our professors to do internet teaching was a time-consuming task. The lockdown was announced so suddenly that many of our students had neither the money nor ample time to make the trip home. Therefore, in Peru and Colombia, over half of our students remain on campus, where we continue to feed and care for them. In spite of the increased difficulty of doing their studies online, we haven't lost a single student during seven months of lockdown. In fact, we gained three students. The lockdown opened up an abundance of preaching and teaching opportunities for both of us. We've been invited to teach in Peru, Colombia, Ecuador, Chile, and the United States on a variety of subjects ranging from marriage and family to apologetics and books of the Bible. These have varied from sharing at local churches to teaching at international leadership conferences. On one particular Sunday, between Phyllis and I, we preached in six churches in four countries, all without leaving our home. I was raised in a pastoral home and Wayne and I have been pastors, so we have a heart for pastors. With a complete lockdown in South America due to COVID, giving drastically declined. Most pastors' salaries were reduced by 80%. Wayne and I are thankful that our support from stateside churches has been sufficient to continue supporting the church plants and both Bible colleges with a surprising surplus that we have been able to channel monthly to some 50 pastoral families throughout Peru, Colombia, and Ecuador. We, were, we are convinced that through your prayers and support, you are participants in every aspect of our ministry here in South America. We appreciate our partnership with you and remind you that through your sacrificial giving, you're allowing us to bless pastoral families, support new churches, and keep two Bible colleges operational, allowing young men and women with the call of God on their life to obtain formal ministerial training. Once again, we thank you for your faithful prayers and support. And God bless and reward you richly. Give the Lord praise for that today. And uh, I want to say hello to, to, Will, to Willis, to Wayne and Phyllis. <laughs> hey, Willis, 
They are watching us from Peru right now. Sorry I butchered both of your names at the same time, man. Um, but uh, they, they actually watch us quite a bit. And, uh, and so we, uh, we're so grateful to be able to partner with you guys. And uh, I, my heart has moved especially with them. I, um, I've had the opportunity three times over the last eight years to travel to Columbia to speak at the Bible College. And I can tell you firsthand, being there, that it's just amazing what they are doing. They have probably the most effective uh, missions work that I've ever seen and a lot of times when we think about missions and Wayne says this a lot you think about somebody living in a hut out in the jungle and you know preaching to naked people you know and that's kind of what we have in our mind right but uh, but the, but what they're doing is just amazing and I want I want to show you those things again because when you step back and you see it it should overwhelm you since they moved to Columbia they've had eight graduating classes and a total of 80 graduates that he said most are in full-time ministry. When they moved back to Peru last year to, to start a new Bible college, they had 19 students start fall of 2019, 14 more join them, and then she said three more had joined since COVID. And then I thought what they shared about the Bible grandchildren was one of the most amazing things because their story, before they went to Columbia, they had a Bible school in Peru. And for years, that was a very effective school, obviously, because they have pastors who lead churches. And so now they have what they call Bible college grandchildren who are coming to the Bible school because their pastors went to the Bible school in the 2000s. That, that's just amazing. Here's a couple of other things that they shared. Uh, their graduates have planted 66 churches in South America. That's amazing. Um, and, then, and then he called me a few weeks ago and was telling me about the one Sunday that they had preached. Uh, from their living room, they had preached to six churches in four different countries on one Sunday. I'm like, wow, I thought I'd done a lot preaching twice on a Sunday morning. I ain't done jack. You guys are killing it. And then on top of all that, just the financial support uh, of being able to support the pastors there that are in need. So um, with the Wozniaks, there's a, there's a special way that you can uh, sponsor them. And one of the things that they do when they travel is they ask for sponsorship of the students that go to the Bible school. These students who go can't afford the, the cost. They go, they live on campus. It's a two-year program, includes an internship, and then they go out and plant a church or become on, or come on staff at a church, and most of them are church planners. But the way they set their program up is they ask uh, people to support a student. And for $25 a month, you can handpick a student and you can uh, send support, and that student will uh, go through the Bible College because of your support. And many of you over the last four years have supported Bible School students, and I thank you uh, for that on behalf of the Wozniaks. There's a table in the foyer. You may have noticed it when you came in. It's right there in between the two doors, a big black tablecloth on it, and there are individual cards of students. And if you want to sponsor a student specifically, you can uh, choose a student, write down your name and their name, and that student will be in contact with you as will the Wozniaks, and, uh, and you can give every month toward them. So let's talk a little bit about how we can give, and I'm going to ask Mr. Renee to come and begin to play. Take out this card that I gave you earlier this morning, and um, on this card, 
This is what this says. It says, as God enables me, I will help take the message of Jesus into all the world by giving through Rinkin Church of God World Missions and the mission program of the Church of God. As you know, we're a part of our denomination, the Church of God, and the Church of God has an incredible world missions program. All of these missionaries we've introduced to you this morning are funded through our Church of God World Missions Program. And so what I want to ask you to do this morning is if you can't make a decision today and you want to go home and talk about it and pray about it as a couple, as a family, I think that's great. And I encourage you to do that. But I want you to think about what can I do. Uh, do you want to commit every week to make a pledge or do you want to once a month to give? Or maybe today you'd say, hey, I'm going to give $10,000 a day. I just think that'd be great. You know, if you want to give $10,000 a day, I, hey, we'll take it and we will get it to them and they will get 100% of that money. But um, we wanted to, we redid these cards so that you could specifically choose uh, one of these missionaries. Because as you watch this morning, Maybe the Lord spoke to you and you connected with one of them and you said, that's the one I want to support. So if you do that, then you can select which one you want to support. Or if you just want to pick, my gift can be used wherever needed. And let's say you give $50 a month, then when that $50 a month comes in, it will be distributed by three and it will go out to all three of our missionaries. So you can, you can support them all. If you give on the app or on the website through our giving portal push pay we have changed the way that looks especially for this and when you go in and you scroll down and you pick tithes or offerings or whatever there are four categories for missions one says world missions general if you give to world missions general then everything you give will be distributed among those three missionaries then there is world missions Indonesia world missions France and Togo and world missions Peru and Colombia. So if you want to give to a specific uh, family and missionary, you can give through the app that way. If you are supporting a student from the Bible school at $25 a month, you would select uh, World Missions Peru and Colombia. And uh, so I want to encourage you to, to think about that. And I want to challenge you college students, you guys who are working uh, you've got uh, many of our college students are, are giving tithes and faithful in doing that. And uh, if, you are, if you're faithful in giving your tithe, I want to encourage you and challenge you to take a step to start giving in missions. Now often when we talk about giving in missions, I think a lot of times we think, all right, well I need to give, it doesn't really count unless I give $100 a month or $500 a month or $1,000 a year. That's not how it works. Everything you give matters. If you say, I'm going to give $5 a month for a year, and that'll be $60 for the year. If you've not given anything to missions up to this point, that's 60 more dollars than you've given the year before. Just a real simple way to think about it. Now, we have about 225 people that we average in worship between our two services on Sunday morning. If 100 of those 225, if 100 people said they would give $10 a month, just $10 a month, then in a year, we would give $12,000 to world missions from this church just because people gave $10 a month. It'll cost you 8 bucks to go eat at Chick-fil-A. You don't even think anything about it. 8 bucks a person. Many of you will go through drive through Starbucks and you'll get you a, a Java creamy with 50 shots of happy goodness in it or whatever they have. 
You know, and you, you've got your, you got yours. You know, you got it on the app. They, some of you pull up and they're like, hey, I see you again. Here we go. Boom. And you'll pay six fifty, And you won't think about it because if you do, you'll get real depressed that you just paid six fifty for a coffee. But if you'll do that and not even think about it, you know, once a week, a couple times a week, and you're not giving the world missions, well, you're, you're having a good cup of coffee, but you're missing out on a tremendous blessing. And the opportunity for God to do something amazing through you. And see, you know, there's two ways we can look at this. Number one, you can, two ways we can respond to what we've seen today. We can, number one, we can be inspired. And I hope today as you've listened, you're inspired and you're like, wow, that's amazing. It's amazing to see what God's doing. It's amazing to see missions in a way I, I haven't thought about before. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm moved. I, I kind of wipe my eyes a little bit. My, my heart kind of moved. That, that's being inspired. And I hope it's a little bit more than that. I hope today that you look back and you see, wow, even in a year when COVID-19 is, has been all over the whole world. And look, let's just face it. We know that everything I said this last week... Everything in our culture now is politicized. We get that. But, but COVID-19 is going on all over the world. It's not just going on here. You heard Tommy Smith say that they're not even having churches in Indonesia. And some of the largest churches in the world are in Indonesia. They're not even having church. You saw the tanks. That, uh, that Phyllis took a picture of tanks going through the streets of Peru. So COVID-19 is, is all over the whole world. It's something everybody has been affected by. But here's what I hear loud and clear from those missionaries. Even a global pandemic cannot stop the gospel. Cannot stop men and women who have a heart to see that we're going to use whatever tools we have to see that people are reached with the gospel. And this is what it brings to mind. It brings to mind what Paul said in Romans 8. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or a global pandemic or danger or sword? And then in verse 37, he answers his question. He said, who shall separate us? Then he says, no. We are in all these things. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, listen to this, that neither death nor life, Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, neither anything else in all creation, neither politics or a pandemic. I'm going to give you all a Hulk Hogan. Politics or a pandemic. Amen. Will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. Nothing can stop the gospel. That's worth slapping the table over. My goodness. Nothing can stop the gospel. So we can be inspired. We can be fired up. I'm getting a little fired up. Or that's good. Be inspired. Be fired up. Be encouraged. Or we can be involved. And involved is when I say I can give up a Starbucks. I can give up a cup of coffee. I can give up a Chick-fil-A. You know, a lot of you can go eat lunch today with your family, and if there's more than three or four of you, you'll easily drop 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks at lunch, right? 
It's not cheap to eat out anymore, you know. Everybody can do something. And that's what I want to challenge you with, to be involved. Because here's what will happen. If you get involved in world missions next year when this comes around, and we have World Mission Sunday again, you'll sit there and you'll hear those stories and you'll be like, I was a part of that. I gave. And maybe it was $5 a month, college student. You said, I'll give $5 a month. I'm going to give up a latte a week. I'm going to give up a Chick-fil-A sandwich, even though it's Jesus' chicken. I'm going to give up Jesus' chicken once a week. And then I'll sit back and say, wow, look what God has done. It's a biblical principle to give. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 6. He said, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal, or we could add financial, global pandemics change the nature of our economy. The economy crashes. So don't store up treasure here where those things can happen. Jesus said, store your treasures where? In heaven, where moths and rust and economic collapse cannot destroy and thieves don't break in and steal. Because wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will also be. I told you this last fall when we talked about giving. God has created us to pour, not to store. Everything you hang on to is something that He can't bless you when you let it go. God's created us to pour, not to store. And I'll leave you with this one last verse when Paul said this. Remember, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But whoever sows generously will reap generously. And not just reap in the blessings that God blesses us with here. That when we get to heaven, man... Who knows the blessings and the opportunities that we're going to see. And I, I just think, I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know if there's going to be a giant screen and we all go in a room and we sit down and watch. But I think somehow we're going to know the impact that we made through our giving and through our faithfulness. So I want to challenge everybody here to do something. Maybe you've never given to missions. I want to challenge you to, to take a step of faith. Maybe you say, man, it's tight right now, Pastor Les. It's real tight, $5 a month. Just give something and see what God will do through you. I believe great and mighty things. I want to ask you to stand this morning. I'm going to ask the worship team to join me this morning. And we're going to close today. And I'm going to, I'm going to say a prayer for us. And then we're going to sing a song together that just kind of communicates what we've been talking about today. And uh, the mission, the great commission that God has for us. Let's pray together this morning. Dear Father, I thank you today for world missions. I thank you for men and women who for centuries have heard the call of God, who have left the comforts of home. God, who have become your hands and feet to the nations. God, I thank you that you've used our nation to be a launching point for missionaries all over this world. God, I thank you this morning for the Smiths, the Zeals, and the Wozniaks the opportunity you give us to be able to partner with them in ministry. Now, Lord, I pray for them. I pray your blessings on them. God, I pray that you would provide every need that they have. I pray that despite the challenges that they have in this season, 
that God, they would see a greater harvest than they've ever imagined. May 2021 be the greatest year of ministry ever for the Smiths, the Wozniaks, and the Bazils. God, may more students be raised up in Bible schools than ever before. May more girls in Jakarta be saved from the streets than ever before. May more children be fed through Poppy's Kitchen than ever before. Lord, may students be raised up in West Africa as Eve goes and speaks and shares on how to preach and teach than ever before. God, I pray for our people who are here today, those who are in this room and those who are listening at home via live stream, those who will listen later in the week. Holy Spirit, I ask you to do the work. I pray you'll speak to people's hearts. I pray that you would call them, Lord, to give to something greater than themselves. I pray that people will give sacrificially. And I pray, Lord, that your word would be fulfilled. That they would see, pressed down, shaken together, and running over the blessings that you will give to them as they give to the cause of Christ. May more souls be in heaven because of what we've shared today. Because of people who will give today and make a difference. In the name of Jesus, we pray today. Let's sing this chorus together today before we leave. It's celebration of all that God is doing and all He's going to do. Praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the Spirit.
time, praise the Father. about this over the next few weeks. We won't talk about it next Sunday because we're going to be outside having a great fun day, but we're going to keep this before you over the next few weeks so that you can be reminded about this. And if you were not here with us today, if you're watching live, you're going to catch up later. Uh, you can pick up one of these cards here at the church the next time you're here. If you'd like for us to mail you one, you can put that in the chat or you can call us this week and we'll let you know how you can get one of those and we'll get one to you. But thank you for your support. Thank you for what you're doing. And we look forward to seeing you back here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock for Family Ministries Night. Have a great afternoon. God bless you.